0: Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And today we plan to talk about friendships in a marriage relationship. And what we mean by that is um, each person in the marriage having friends outside of the marriage and Mm -hmm. how to kind of navigate that dynamic. I think friends are important and there's a biblical category for other, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ and encouraging one another and the m- many one another scripture. So, uh where does that fit in with a marriage and how do you do all of these things well?
1: Yeah, and it changes so much. I mean, you think about when you first get married, you both come with a set of friends, likely maybe maybe there's overlap where you've got a couple of friends as well. but then as you have kids and as your kids are growing, it's like they have friends, and so it's a lot often your the parents of your kids' friends become your friends, and then I don't know as the schedules get busier it's it's harder to find the time, so it's like maybe the group gets smaller. I just feel like it changes so much if I think back to our very first days of marriage with no kids, we had a giant list of friends and mm-hmm. just, ha- you know, every night we're going out and now things are a little well, different. At least, at least you did. <laughs> I did. <Yeah. laughs> I could have a thousand friends and that'd be great.
0: But that's another thing. I mean, some people, you know, are more socially inclined than others. Definitely. And so you put these two people together in a marriage relationship and, you know, typically there's one who's more of the... Party planner
1: Mm -hmm. and social
0: organizer. (laughs) That'd be me. (laughs) They help help the other person maybe have more social engagement than they would otherwise have. And then the other maybe helps the super social person to focus on other things. And so, anyway, it's one of the many ways where there's kind of balance and Mm -hmm. uh, give and take in a marriage. But I guess first, we should just establish that in terms of a structure or hierarchy, I think biblically speaking, your marriage relationship. In terms of all human relationships, your marriage relationship is first. Yes. It's primary. Yeah. So this is a relationship where you happen to have a covenant, an official covenant formed in the presence of God and many witnesses that is different, altogether different from Mm -hmm. a friendship. So there's a higher level of commitment and responsibility in a marriage relationship than there is in a friendship. Uh, because biblically speaking, you've formed a covenant and you are one flesh with that person. And that's something that is not true of you and your friends because it's a different kind of relationship. So yeah. I guess what we're saying here is just trying to establish the order of marriage ought to be the first and primary relationship in your life. And then friendships are a secondary but important category.
1: Yeah, and so it's like you're my best friend. You know, you need to be my top friend. And being a social person, you know, I I love a lot of relationships, but I need to make sure that, you know, the other friendships that I have, which are good and needed, don't crowd out the time that I might have with you. And sometimes that can happen. You know, you see couples that uh, they've got that extrovert and they're always going out and going out and going out and maybe leaving the other spouse at home or... Uh, Just not planning the time together with their spouse. And it's almost like, you know, that that's twisted around. Make sure you've got stuff time together. And then with the additional time, you know, plan the friendships. But the, the marriage relationship is first foremost top. And so there needs to be time scheduled for that.
0: Yeah. So I guess if we're talking about scheduling, you need to prioritize time with your spouse, have that focused one on one time, build in some dates, Mm -hmm. build in some relationship building time to really cultivate this human relationship. Yep. And, you know, then, as you said, you know, as there's additional time on the calendar, plan those friendship hangouts and get togethers or whatever. Um, But, you know, how much time, sh- this is where it all gets really subjective, but like <laughs> yeah. how, how much time should you spend with your spouse each week? What's the minimum amount of minutes or hours or, you know, and then how much time should you spend on friendships? And, and uh, I, I don't think the Bible gives us exact right. hour counts on this stuff, but what we're stressing here is just in terms of primary and secondary, that should help you to kind of allot the proper amounts of time to each.
1: Yeah, and I think part of the way you maintain time with your friends is often your friends are found at your church, at the place that you are plugged into. And so I think about how many times the overlap of being at the church that I attend and seeing the friendships, how often that overlaps. You know, not only just on the weekend services and interacting with them before after, sitting next to them, whatever. But then also um, when I'm serving, a lot of the people that I serve with are some of my closest friendships. And so we're we're giving of ourselves side by side. We're encouraging each other to do that. We're being examples to one another. We're talking about our serving and how to make it better and sharpening each other in that sense. So in our service role and also in our just our the ways we connect in our church, the ways we fellowship, the ways we attend events Often those people that I've seen at each of those three kind of categories, attending, connecting, and serving, um, those, those are my friends. And so there's overlap time with my involvement in my church body, in, in all the ways that I serve, give, and attend there. I see my friends and I, I focus on you know, encouraging, spurring them on being together with them at those times as well.
0: And I think this is where we can draw a distinction between different kinds of friends um, in terms of a hierarchy and priorities of friendships. Okay. Uh, so within the category of friends, you may have friends, as, as you just explained, who are Christians, who go to the same church as you, who yeah. are running the same race that you're running, who are valuing the same book and principles that you're valuing, and they, right. they love God right. and they serve God and they go to your church and you, they partner with you. Okay, so those the purpose of those friendships there is edification and encouragement and you know fulfilling the the one another responsibilities that you have in Scripture. Yes. Um, encourage one another, help one another, right? Come alongside one another. Um, there's a different kind of friend, an, an additional kind of friend, and that is a friendship with a non-believer. Right. And the Bible specifically says, you know, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers where you're linking up with them and um, partnering with them in long-term, you know, formal established relationships. Um, So be careful with the way you associate with non-Christians. At the same time, Scripture tells us to evangelize and to... Mm -hmm tell tell other people about Christ and so all that to say the, the friends that we have who are non-christians that the purpose of that friendship is entirely different the purpose of that friendship is evangelism we want to point those people to Christ we want to sh- share Christ with them we want to model Christ to them and so I think there's a distinction a helpful one to make there
1: yeah yeah and so there's I mean I think about our lives we have friends with people in our neighborhood sports teams people we interact with in the community that we've made friends with, you know, even moms I've met at the park and I, you know, I'm inviting them to church. I'm reaching out, talking about the the Lord and I'm trying to be a godly example to them. It's like, I'm my ultimate purpose there is trying to get them connected to the God of the universe and for them to see him for who he is. And there's a lot of variety of ways to do that, you know, but just trying to have that kind of focus when you talk about those friends in my life, Whereas the friends that are, you know, attending church with me, it's like, give them that push, you know, that jab, that loving jab that you give your friend, Uh you know, in the right direction to say, hey, wait a second, are you going the right way or how's this going or let me encourage you in this way.
0: Mm -hmm. And we need that. We need someone who can do that. And Mm -hmm. there's a slot there that, you know, a same-sex friend can fill in, in ways that you know, your spouse can't necessarily or shouldn't necessarily fill. I mean, I guess there's a way there's plenty of times that I hold you accountable or give you (laughs) You the Give me the, yeah, yeah,
1: you do. You do a little push. But,
0: but you need friends who are girls that you can kind of relate to Mm -hmm. and connect with as fellow girls who are also wives with, you know, and dealing with the issues that you're dealing with and putting up with me and the kids and the parenting, the momming, all that stuff. So there's a really valuable place for you having Christian girl friends. And I need the same. I need guys, you know, in my life who know me and I know them and I can talk to them like a fellow guy and that yeah. way I don't have to talk to you as if you're a guy and expect mm. you to talk Th- to me like you're that. a guy. <laughs> yeah. Um I can keep I can treat you like a lady. Yes. And um and then the dudes we can, you know, be dudes together. So uh, I think there's just an important piece of that Christian friendship there.
1: Yeah, and I want to say, well, I have two things with this, maybe five, but at least yeah, I'll two. give you two max. <laughs> okay, the first would be um, to make sure, I think, with these friends that. Like, like you, you opened a little bit of a door that I want to like open wide. Okay. Oh,
0: yeah. Bust it open.
1: Bust <laughs> it. You said, you know, it's good to have women friends who you can talk with about me and kids and whatever. I do mm-hmm. want to say a little caveat there that okay. I think the world, the way the world says that our friendships should be is that they're an outlet for us to kind of sin and vent. And I, I don't think you're saying that, but I, I think it's a good. Thing to bring up because so many times you see portrayed in the movies and whatever, and even just maybe your friendships before you're a Christian, you had friends so you could tell them all the things you thought were wrong in this world and dump right. And I just wrong remember, about
0: your husband and wrong about your husband and <laughs> wrong
1: about your children and your boss. And I think a very very uh, a red flag and a warning and something I saw as I, when I became a Christian and really started growing is that those friendships should not be a time of venting and dumping and just, you know, everything that's, that's wrong. Now, I'm not saying you never can say, hey, I'm struggling with this area, but I think I've changed to approach it and saying, look, this might be a hard thing in my marriage or in my parenting or in my, you know, with my in-laws or whatever but to do it in a way that always is honoring to that other person you're talking about because it can so easily slide into slander and gossip about that other person rather say hey look I need you to help me be held accountable in this area in my life not oh he's so this way and he I wish you know wah, wah, wah. it's look You know, I'm dealing with respecting my husband in a certain area. Can you help me to respect him? Can you help me to make sure that I'm doing these things? And I think it's a way to approach problems with our friends where we're not just dumping all of someone else's dirty laundry or problems before them. Well, they don't even have a chance to defend themselves, right? If I start talking to my girlfriends about you, you're not there, you know, and I'm just presenting the one side. So I just think we mm-hmm. need to be really careful in, in our Christian friendships that we don't slide into some bad habits and patterns that just mean we vent all of our problems.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we should confess to one another, and mm-hmm. uh, bear one another's burdens, but that that's really... You know, you confessing your problems and (laughs) your friends bearing your problems and burdens. Yes, yes. Not you venting all of my problems to your friends.
1: Exactly. So I think
0: that's a really important caveat and point that you make there. And as you said, I just want to emphasize it's a really good point to strive to honor that person. Mm-hmm. in those conversations. I think yes. that's a great mindset to have. Yeah. What's, what's point? Oh, go ahead.
1: I, I mean, I often think like, you know, is this is the person I'm talking to about this other person, let's say if they're, you know, you or whatever, are they going to think more of my spouse or less mm-hmm. after these things I share? And I think that's a good question to ask yourself. You're talking about to your mom or your best friend or whoever. Yep. Uh, so uh, the second thing I was thinking is with these friendships, with these edification friendships within the church, we just have to remember that... Um, we need to be the friend. Yeah. <laughs> I've struggled with this in the past. You know, who, who's my friend? You know, sometimes we can sit around as life gets busy, as we have a lot of kids and we can think who who's being a friend to me. And I yeah. think when we look at the Bible, what it says, you know, the, the, we see it talking to us and telling us, so I need to think specifically, how can I be a friend to others? How can I spur someone else on? How can I encourage? How can I sharpen someone? How can I be that godly friend? And I think that might help us, because sometimes we you know, might be waiting around for people to reach out to us, and I think the Bible would say, hey, you go be the friend. Stop, stop looking at her and saying, why isn't she a friend to me? And go be the friend to that person. Yep. Then it requires a lot of like get up and go, mm-hmm. you know, like
0: yeah. So I guess your first point, it,
1: yeah. Then, you gonna like, su- you gonna summarize for everyone?
0: Well, it's just <laughs> that you basically identified two major pitfalls. One is yeah. complaining and venting, and gossip. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, gossip. Yeah, and then number two is laziness and selfishness. You know, like you know, wanting everyone yeah. to. Like I'm the victim here. Why is no one coming pursuing me or caring about me? And you know what you're saying is right. Biblically speaking, you need to go and care for other people. That's your responsibility.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: other people have that responsibility to care for you, but that's on their shoulders. That's their responsibility. Right. right. So uh, you just need to focus on your your job, your task. Yeah. And you know, do so with contentment and and selflessness.
1: Yeah. And there's going to be, you know, times of life where you might have more people pursue you and there might be times of life where less people pursue you as people move away, as, you know, people change churches, you know, as neighbors move or family members move. But all in all, we're called to be... um, encouraging and living out the one another's with other Christians and Mm -hmm. so we have that role no matter if people are pursuing us or not
0: yep and I think it is important to have realistic expectations for what these friendships look like and to expect friendships in your 40s to look just like your friendships (laughs) in your early 20s right that's probably unrealistic you know um you know you're you're friendships when you're in your first year of marriage probably look a little different in your, than your friendships when you have teenagers and yeah. like at every stage in between. Mm-hmm. And so as you said at the beginning, your friendships change um, just in terms of the people and the circumstances and all that. Right. I think, too, with that, our expectations should change a little bit. Um, and I just we, we shouldn't think, well, we have bad friendships or bad relationships because it doesn't look like it used to in one season of your life. Um, take what you've got right now and make the most of it and do the best you can with the time you have and the circumstances and the resources and such and have realistic expectations according to your current situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They definitely are going to change. And um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm the type of person who would love to have like 45 friends and maybe there were certain times in my life, college, even early marriage where that might've been the case. But now with four kids, mm-hmm. busy ministry schedule, you know, keeping you as a priority, having tasks I'm doing, you know, maybe it's more realistic instead of 45 to have four or five good godly friends that really pursue me and, and we see each other not as often as we'd like, but we still plan those times. We look ahead, we try to overlap doing other activities, go to the park, obviously, or whatever, have them over at our house, have hospitality involved and all of that, but to continuously pursue those friendships... With the idea that's gonna just look different. Yep. (laughs) Not as much as a. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening in, and we'll talk to you next time.
0: All right. See ya.